You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Road. This is Rapid Reaction, brought to you by Buyers Auto. I'm Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham, and another. Uh, departure or, or the, one of the big ones here for Ohio State as Sean Wade uh, has made his announcement, uh, one that he has made previously. Uh, he'd also gone the other way at this time last January, but now we know the course that Sean Wade is finally going to take. He's declared for the NFL draft, will not use that extra year of eligibility. He, he had talked about maybe his desire to come back and compete for that national championship berm, but uh, he's going to leave with that one. He's gone. He's back. He's gone. He's back. He's gone. Um, listen, the kids put his, his time into the program. He's obviously had an up and down last year. I think people are able to look at that objectively and see that this past season for a number of reasons didn't go the way that Sean wanted to. But I personally think that if NFL teams are looking at him, they're not looking at him as an outside cornerback anyway. I think clearly the goal for this season was to prove he could play there to increase that draft stock, but he's an inside corner in the NFL, maybe a safety. And I think he'll be a good one. I, I honestly think that Sean's talent is best served in that role. Anyway, I know why he played the outside this year. And I think Buckeyes fans should be grateful that he came back. He was named an all American playing in a position that's probably not his best. And that it may have hurt him uh, in the long, in the short term in, in the NFL, but um, long term, Sean's still got a bright future and, that's it. I mean, you know, one of Kerry Combs' first uh, big five-star recruits on the trail back in 2017 uh, with Jeff Okuda, and, and now the Buckeyes will look to replace him. His situation is certainly a fascinating one because, uh, you know, the, the goal was to prove that he could be an outside corner and then shoot up to the top of the first round to the, you know, Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett level. That clearly did not happen, and there are also complicating factors for that for him without getting – uh, a spring camp without, you know, everybody in that Ohio State secondary getting to go through uh, and learn whatever Kerry Combs wanted to do this season uh, if he wanted to change the scheme, which Ohio State really wasn't able to do on, on short notice and without full training camps and all that stuff. It's it's easy to understand why that is. And there are also times where physically you think of some of those throws that he gave up against Penn State, um, you know, the plays in the end zone where he's like, you know, he was trying too hard to make interceptions. And, and that was a mental thing as well. It, he is a really good slot cornerback. So the point is, if there were people a year ago who had him in mock drafts, even though he was had never played outside and was always going to play most likely in nickel or slot corner, that had him as still a first-round value. Now that's too high. He's definitely not going to be a first-round pick or maybe even a second-round pick after what he did this year. But he still has uh, a chance to really make an impact at the next level. And this year, you know, didn't go the way he wanted. That's just a fact. Yeah, but didn't go the way anyone wanted. I mean, that was that was 2020. I mean, for, for Sean, it was pretty clear as you watched him this year that the footwork on the outside was a little bit different and, and he wasn't able to really use his arms to to get, you know, where he needed to be and to ride receivers the way he wanted to ride them. I mean, he, he got put in a lot of uh, tough positions. He got out physical by by bigger receivers like Carnell Powell at the 
Clemson and, and uh, Ty Ty Frogel at, at Indiana. He got out quick by guys like Devontae Smith and Jahan Dotson. He's going to have to to go into the NFL and, and answer some more questions. But again, when you spent four years in a, in a program, you, you've won a lot of games. You've been an All-American. You've won four Big Ten championships. You know, how how much more can you expect out of these kids to stick around at Ohio State? And it's it's time to move on. And I think that he will be better for it. Uh, I think he'll be a better player down the road because of how this year went. So you have to look at instantly how this applies to Ohio State now and what it means moving forward. The secondary had issues. There's no other way to say it. Um, you know, we can we can point to the reasons that they may have struggled uh, and certainly the lack of uh, veteran experience and injury to Cameron Brown. Uh, those were, you know, those were major factors and really Ohio State wasn't able to overcome them when you're talking about a team that gave up over 400 yards passing in three of the last five games. Um, that's undeniable. They finished number 122 in the country against the pass. That's cold, hard facts. They're ugly. Um, and Ohio State's going to have to really answer some questions about what, you know, Kerry Combs wants that defense to be, what what he envisions, you know, what Ryan Day envisions that role uh, for that coaching staff looking like moving forward, uh, and who's going to step in and replace Sean Wade because they did not give a ton of experience or reps to the young guys, Ryan Watts or Legend Cavazos. Cam Brown, as I said, is coming off of a, a major knee injury now, uh, or a major injury to his leg in, you know, seven banks. He could potentially still decide to leave. I don't think that he should, but uh, there's a lot of uncertainty for Ohio State at cornerback right now, now that Sean Wade is out of the equation. Yeah, I mean, I don't anticipate there being wholesale changes with the defensive coaching staff. Kerry Combs is going to have a voice and be a leader in, in the defensive side of the ball. He's going to be either the defensive coordinator or the co-defensive coordinator. He's still going to be involved in, in setting up and scheming. But I think what it comes down to is what Ryan Day has said and what a lot of coaches have said over the years. A good coach adjusts his plan to his players. And I think that maybe it was because of the lack of offseason, maybe it was the lack of experience, whatever it was, Kerry Combs seemed to be reluctant to change his approach based on who he had on the field this year uh, or the opponent. I mean, the Buckeyes were pretty much in their defense and uh, teams have figured out how to exploit that. What made Jeff Halfley's defense a year ago so um, good was that it was versatile and multiple. The Buckeyes would move in and out of zone and drop to man and they would do a lot of things with one high switching over to the two high. Uh, right now, the Buckeyes have an identity crisis in the in the defensive backfield. And the biggest problem with that is nobody knows who the hell the guys are. So how do you identify what you have if you don't know who the guys are? If Seven Banks were to leave, obviously that's a, a whole nother can of worms that gets opened up. But Cameron Brown tore his Achilles in, in October. He's going to be back and fine by the end of uh, you know spring ball probably. Um, and you expect him to fit right in. You do have early enrollees coming in with Jansen Dunn and Denzel Burke from uh, Kentucky and Arizona, respectively. Those guys will arrive next week. They'll start working their way into the rotation. Jansen Dunn is very similar to Ryan Watts in that six foot two, six foot three frame, almost 200 pounds, very explosive. Um, you know, and it really is going to be about, and something I wrote about back in uh, November, this is about Kerry Combs needing to trust the talent that's being recruited at Ohio State and letting them develop. And, and you hope that having a full spring football, full summer conditioning, full fall camp, you're going to see a lot better unit out there next year, no matter what happens with the coaching staff. Thanks for uh, jogging my memory. I knew that the knee wasn't right for Cameron Brown, uh, but it feels like October and that uh, injury against Penn State was like seven years ago. 
So the Achilles wasn't on the tip of my tongue. I mean, this was a guy, you're talking about seven banks uh, and Cameron Brown, where it was going to allow them to rotate three corners. Maybe we would have seen Sean Wade not have to be on an island on every single snap throughout the entire season. Um, that was a much bigger deal, I think, than maybe initially it got credit for instantly. I mean, Cameron Brown, is a, he, he's been in those games before. He doesn't have a ton of reps, but he was on the field a lot uh, in 2019. He, he had played more than anybody not named Sean Wade, Right. I mean, and, in, in the secondary. You know, there were some people that were talking about him in those workouts uh, heading into spring or when they got back from quarantine, uh, that Cameron Brown might be one of the fastest players on the team. And, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't always jump off the page as the first guy that you mentioned because he maybe wasn't quite at that five-star level. Some of it, you know, trying to learn that position and playing some wide receiver coming out of high school. I mean, this once he was out of the equation, Ohio State really wasn't the same. Um, get those two guys and then develop the freshman. This could still be, uh, you know, it's not as if Ohio State hasn't been recruiting very talented players. They still, that hasn't dipped off. Right. And it's not just Jansen Dunn and Denzel Burke coming in as freshmen. I mean, they do have four other defensive backs that will arrive in the summer, including the two top targets at cornerback, which is obviously what this video is primarily focusing on. But when you have Jordan <laughs> Hancock and J.K. Johnson coming in, who are two top 30 players in the country, those guys are going to vie for playing time right away. They're too good not to. And, you know, we can talk about the 2020 pass defense. And we've we've mentioned it and, and it sort of just gets glossed over. But when you lose a guy like Jordan Fuller and you don't have uh, a locked in, ready to go replacement for Jordan Fuller in the back half, that defense gets a lot more conservative. And the Buckeyes allowed a lot of that 10 yard cushion, a lot of that soft coverage because they didn't trust the fact that they could let the, the corners play press man, which is what Kerry Combs wants to do. So, um, you know, the next year will be very important to see how that process gets how it changes for a guy like Josh Proctor you know Marcus Hooker was hurt and, and not playing particularly well when he wasn't uh, Ronnie Hickman had some injury issues Bryson Shaw missed games again it was sort of a perfect storm of crap um, in the secondary in 2020 and um, you feel bad for Shaw. I personally feel bad for Sean Wade and the fact that his reputation has been so kind of besmirched uh, because he was put in a situation that um, maybe wasn't ideal from the start and, and he didn't make it better because he was obviously inconsistent and there were some questions about effort and in, in games, but um, to get, bring it full circle, I really do think that he'll be a good NFL player, uh, but it won't be on the outside where he played this year. And also just imagine how more desperate that situation would have been for the Ohio state secondary in 2020, if they didn't have Sean Wade and his experience out there, he made a couple huge, huge interceptions uh, that pick six without Indiana, we might be talking about a completely different season for them, the way that that game tightened up uh, late. You know, that wound up being, I think, the, the actual margin of victory or the go-ahead touchdown, however you want to phrase it, 42-35 in that game. So, you know, he won some individual awards. Uh, he got back to a national championship. They came up short. Um, but if you take Sean Wade out of that last year, much bigger problems. But now Ohio State has to replace him anyway. He had a year of eligibility left. He will not use it. Sean Wade is heading to the NFL draft. Berm and I breaking it down for you, as always, on Rapid Reaction, brought to you by Byers Auto. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes at LettermanRow.com.